0: Welcome to another edition of Medicare Simplified with your host, Dave Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Medicare Simplified. I'm your host, Dave Miller, and today I'm going to walk you through how to get your Social Security check started. You're going to need an email account, your checkbook, and if you were married more than once, you'll need the marriage date and the date the divorce was finalized, You'll also need to know if it was done at the Justice of the Peace or through clergy or whatever your religion specifies in that regard. If you worked overseas as an invited contractor where you were tax-exempt, you'll need some information from that also. The first thing you want to do is make sure you have a Social Security account. If you don't have one, Episode 3 of my podcast showed you how to create one. If you do have a Social Security account, you're one step ahead of the game, So let's get this ball rolling. First thing you wanna do is open up your browser and go to ssa.gov. When you get there, you'll see the screen that I'm showing you. And this podcast is best viewed on YouTube because this way you'll see the screens I'm talking about and you'll understand it better. Once you get here, do not sign into your account. You'll see in the middle column, you wanna apply for benefits. In the previous podcast, we went below that and applied for Medicare to get your Part B going. This time we're clicking on apply for benefits. And of course, you gotta check off the little box for agreeing to the terms of service. So once you check that off, hit the next button. Now we're gonna get to the good part. Here, you are gonna click the button that says retirement. You worked and paid social security taxes. So now it's time to start collecting on them. Once you click that, You'll have a little screen pop up and you wanna start your application. Now, if you don't have time to finish it, don't worry. You can come back to it. There'll be a number pop up later on you wanna write down and I'll show you where that number is. And you can come back to it the same way we just did, only put on there, return to saved application. So that's what that other box is for down on the bottom. Now you'll get to the apply for benefits page and again, start a new application or return to a saved one in progress and then if you look in the upper right hand corner they're just talking about the paper reduction act no big deal so let's click on start a new application first off they're going to want to know who you're applying for if it's for yourself top button if you're applying for a family member who may not be able to do it themselves you would click the bottom one for this example i'm going to do it as if you are applying for yourself Here you'll need to put in your name as it appears on your social security card. Everything here is gonna be by what Medicare and social security have for you. So put in your birth and gender at birth. I know there are some discrepancies to some people as to their gender and to be politically correct, we have to use what social security has you under. If you have you under a male, click male. If they have you as a female, click female and we'll go from there. And then you're gonna have to click whether or not you're blind. And in the last 14 months, if you were unable to work because of an illness, injury or conditions that lasted and are expected to last past 12 months. These screenshots were done while I was helping someone apply for their benefits. So we had to go with what she had to answer. Once you hit the next button, we'll come to the area where you start filling in things like your mailing address and Basically it's self-explanatory from here. And this is where you need to know your email address. You'll type it in twice to make sure you got it right. Here, birth and citizenship. Well, for most of us, city and state, and you're good. If you were born in Puerto Rico, just put Puerto Rico, US territory, and so on. Here is your re-entry number in the red box. This is the one I told you to write down, screenshot, print, however you want to do it, but make sure you don't lose this number because if there's a hiccup down the road with getting your benefit check and you have to call social security, this is the number they're gonna need in order to help you get the problem corrected. And also, if you look down here, things you should know about your application, read it carefully. It'll be different for every person applying. Go ahead and hit the next button. When you're applying for benefits, they're gonna wanna know if you had more than one social security number. I've never met anybody that had more than one. (laughs) I guess they're out there for some reason. Now for the ladies, when you got married, you took your husband's name. Well, they're going to need your maiden name as well. If you were married more than once, they're going to need each of the last names you've had. And there is more than one space available for that. And they're going to need the dates and all that sort of thing. And if you notice it says marriage information four, that's where your name will be. I had to white it out, obviously, to protect the identity of the person that let me do this if you've been married once and you're still married to that person just fill in the blanks if you've had previous marriages then you're going to need to know all this information for each marriage you've had marriage date was it done by clergy justice of the peace a a captain on a ship because that has happened i met someone like that that got married on a ship by the ship's captain kind of cool if you ask me But they're going to need the divorce date as well. If you've had two or three marriages, you'll need all that information for each one. Because they're going to need your prior spouse's name, his or her social security number. That might be tricky. So hopefully you have it still on a former tax return or you have it somewhere written down. Date the marriage began, ended, all the information you see on the screen. They will need it. If you have children under the age of 18 that are eligible for Social Security, if you have anyone that's disabled under the age of 22, children unmarried under the age of 18, all this information is gonna be coming up. You need to have it available to include their birth dates and social numbers later on down the road on this form. Now you're gonna need your current employer's information, address, the name, city town, date you started working there, date of termination, or if you're still working and planning on retiring, say three months later, two months later, and you're just trying to get this out of the way, just put employment has not ended and hit save. Now, if you were self-employed like myself, there is a lot more information you'll need. Just click the yes button, hit next, and it's pretty self-explanatory and it should be easy enough You know, when you started working for yourself, if you have a tax ID number or an employer identification number, an EIN, TIN, all these things will be needed. So make sure you have them handy and just fill in the blanks. It's not hard at all. If you've had any type of income from a foreign government, such as a pension plan, I met a lady who was working in a different country for a long time. She gets a pension from them. It does cause problems when you have foreign income for a retirement plan. It's very tricky. And if you have that, my suggestion would be just make an appointment with Social Security if there's any hiccups whatsoever, and just do it in person. It'll go a lot smoother. Bring all the documentation you can. There's no way you can bring too much information in this case. Then you're going to have a place here for Social Security Statement. And again, why you need that Social Security account. Because when you log into your Social Security account, you can get your Social Security statement, and it's going to have a list of years and how much you made each of those years. And if you've already seen that podcast and you know you need to check that and correct any discrepancies before you start applying for your benefits, so this would be a good place if you haven't done that yet or you don't have that statement. Hit save and exit. Get on your Social Security account and download that statement and verify to the best of your knowledge that their numbers are correct. The way your benefit is calculated, they take the 35 top years of your income and through some weird calculation, they decide how much they will give you. A Little odd, but I guess it works. Once you do have that and you verified it, go ahead and hit the next button. Now you're gonna need your total earnings for 2023. Let's say you're applying today. Obviously you're still working. So take your most recent check stub and put in your gross pay there. And if you're going to earn more than $4,710 a month, click yes, answer a couple more questions. If you're working outside the United States for salary wages or self-employment in 2023, additional information will be needed because you're probably getting tax exemption status while you're over there. I worked overseas for a few years as a contractor. So believe me, when I get ready to do this, it's not going to be fun because that was a long time ago. And do you have any special payments coming in? That's another question that if you do answer yes, you're going to have additional requirements to fill out. Click the more info button. It's quite helpful on any of these that offer a more info. It'll help you get through some kind of tricky parts. Go ahead and hit the next button. Here we're just going for some general knowledge. For example, when I was overseas, they did not take social security out of my check. So therefore I got to click yes. If you work for the railroad or only work for them for a part time, like say five, six years, or you worked a career there, make sure you answer this question accordingly. Click the more info button to the right of that question. It'll help you understand what they're looking for. Okay, here you need to pay real close attention. The box I have highlighted in red, for those of you on YouTube, you'll see it. As you go down the middle of this page, you'll see, do you want benefits to start in 8-2023? Well, obviously, in this case, the answer was no. And as you see, I have underlined the time frame they're allowing you to collect. All you have to do is click that down arrow box and pick out which month you want these benefits to start. October, November, December, and there you go. If you'll see the question below that, is there a reason for this? Currently working and plan to retire on this date. So if you're going to work until November, then you want to start them in December because you don't want your checks to start while you're working because it will alter the check amount. So if you're going to quit working in November, say November 20th, start your check December and it'll be smooth as silk transition. Also, make sure you apply for Medicare Part B Prior to doing this, you'll see why in a few minutes. Go ahead and click the next button. Here is where you're going to need your bank information. They got to know where to send the money. So all you need to do there is say yes to this question. Enter in your ABA and routing number. If you're not sure where those are, on the bottom of your check, there's nine numbers on the bottom left side of your check. The first nine numbers are your ABA or routing number to the bank that you're using. The next set of digits is your account number. It's plain and simple, and just use the example that I have on the screen to know which one is which. On the next screen, you'll see they're asking if you've previously applied for Medicare Part B. Apply for Part B and then do this. Hopefully the same day, or maybe space it out one or two days and then do this. That way they know to draw your Part B premium from your social security check. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay three months at a shot out of your checking account. And for example, if you start Medicare in September, September 1st, they're going to ask for four months because you're going to have to pay for September and then you're going to pay the next quarter in advance. If you start it in August, they'll ask for five months. So it benefits you to get Medicare Part B started on a Monday and maybe Wednesday apply for your Social Security benefit. And if you have IRMAA, again, on a previous podcast, Medicare Part B premium can go up quite a bit depending on your gross income. Here they're asking Medicare coverage for, of course, this is gonna be yourself for Part B and where they ask you if you've already applied or not. After you click next on that, you have a box here for comments. Here is where I would explain in detail when you plan to retire, also explain to them The check stub I sent was for, let's say, October 12th. And of course, you're going to work to the end of the year. Explain to them that this is what I have as of this date. I do not know what my gross pay will be by the end of the year, but this is what I have so far. Perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable. Click the next button. Here they're asking if you want to provide a designee. In this case, we answered no but some people may need help. If cognitive issues are becoming a problem or you suspect they're a problem or for any reason you feel you need help, then click yes and put that person's information in and then hit the next button. Once you do that, and this screen I didn't create because it would take forever to edit all all the information, you'll see your entire application there and each section has an edit button. If you need to make a change anywhere along the line, click on edit for that section, put in the correct information, and once you're done with all your corrections, just click on review and sign. Once you do that, they're gonna send you an email. That email is so they can accept your electronic signature. Once you get that email, it'll send you a code, enter the code on the screen that you're going to get, Again, I didn't make a copy of that one. I apologize. But once you do that, your application will be accepted. And again, you're going to have a special number. It's the same one that I showed you earlier that was whited out. And it's just so you can track your application. If there's a question, Social Security calls you or you call them, that is your reference number. If you don't finish this application in one shot, no problem. Do like we did at the beginning of this podcast. Click on resume and you'll pick up where you left off, but you're going to need that number. It's not that hard. Hopefully you can get through it all right. But remember, you're going to need your checking account number and routing number. You're going to need to know date a marriage began and ended and who performed the ceremony, clergy, justice of peace, ship's captain, If you have more than one marriage, you need it for every single marriage, every name for the ladies. If you've had three marriages, you're going to need to know your maiden name. Hopefully you didn't forget that one, but you're going to need the last name you've had for each marriage, your former spouse's social and birth date. That's going to be a tricky one for some. So make sure you have all that information handy before you even start this. And if you don't have something, you're missing it. Hopefully your former spouse will be kind enough to give it to you so you can complete the application. If they have deceased, then just let social security know in that comment box that I showed you earlier. Hopefully they can figure it out from his birth date and his name. And again, you may have to contact the social security office directly if there is a hiccup in that regard. Well, I hope this made it a little easier for everyone to learn how to get your benefit check. I enjoy talking with you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment if you need some help with something. Shoot me an email at dave at mig for you.net. Visit my website in the Knowledge Center, M I G, the number four, the letter U.net. Plenty of good information there, forms you might need, credible coverage, and so forth. A lot of free information. This podcast is on there a book I wrote for Medicare Ready, Set, Go to help people understand where to start, how to start, all kinds of free information at your disposal. Send this link off to your friends that may be getting ready to retire. There's plenty of ways you can help each other. That's all I want to do with these podcasts. I don't make a dime on them. I'm not going to. I could commercialize it. I refuse to do that. I'm here to help you not make a dollar. I don't care about that. I want to make sure you understand how to do things the right way easily without staying on hold for hours on end. So please subscribe and like this podcast and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a great day. If you've enjoyed this podcast and don't want to miss future episodes of Medicare Simplified with me, Dave Miller, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my book, Medicare Ready, Set, Go, available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle format. If you're looking for Medicare advice, please reach out to me at dave at mig the number 4 letterunet or online at mig4u.net.